Hey, Coach. Chris, Chris, Chris. Big weekend. Big weekend this past weekend for soccer in the area. Why don't you give us a Totally. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I'm prepared for this. Well, I know your club team won the Mockingbird Invitational. That's that's something. Uh, Yeah. um, Got to enjoy some Jericho Farmhouse ice cream. The boys loved it. The parents loved it. Awesome. Yeah, Manuel beat St. X 2 nothing. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's that's probably the bigger one. Butler beat PRP 7-1. Isn't too much of a surprise, I guess, but uh that scores a little bit of a surprise. It's a yeah. little disappointing too. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's Norman, nothing like that now that I think about it, but yep. Butler's just they're good this year. I mean, you know, they're normally pretty good every year, but there's just something about them this year that's Mm-hmm. A little bit different, a little bit, ex- a little bit more stronger this season, and they really showed it last night with their defending. Yeah. So uh, talk about. You want to give a, a little bit of recap of the game of the week last night, and because uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody's anxious well, to hear about it. Don't know how well I'll explain it. But I'll just give a brief summary. I'll sure. See what I can do here. Um, yeah, I mean it was scoreless for until halftime, and then Butler. Uh, Got a goal about, I want to say, 22 minutes left in the second half from Mustafa Amidali, one of their midfielders. And they are playing with 10 men. Um, one of their defenders got a red card for – I'm not sure exactly what it was. Normally it would be something that was a yellow, but it was just a red. But um, played with 10 men and just pulled out a 1-0 win over a very good defensive Fern Creek team. I mean – you know, it's, it's just that's the best I could do there. <laughs> sure, but sure. Um, yeah, uh, both of them looked good and, and just defending wise, and you know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, it's a good one to watch. Well, well, yeah, my MVP 08 boys. Uh, yep, we won our invitational uh, this weekend. Uh, we won four games, and the one thing I'm going to take from that that amazes me about soccer. Um, I, it reminds me, and I had a parent bring this up to my attention after the game, and she was right. Um, she said in our in the in the final game, um, she said, "I know the I know you mentioned the boys have been struggling passing the ball, and we really have been. We're this team is really really struggling to pass. Well, first of all, we're we're not creating passing lanes for each other." Which puts a lot puts everybody in a tough situation when it comes to passing the ball. Um, you create simple passes for your teammates by with your movement, and our guys just aren't there yet development wise, um, and so it's making a lot of the passing look not very good. So Chris, the majority of our passing right now uh, and throughout the tournament was, um, you know, let's kick the ball down the line and go chase it. Let's, uh, you know, I told my defenders just you know, relieve the pressure, let's clear it out and let everybody, let our guys go get it. Cause we've got some height. We've got some long strides on our attack. Right. And that worked. That worked right now. Here's the thing though. Um, I was, we've been working on it a lot and everything. And the first 20 minutes on Sunday afternoon in the final, our guys passing and movement was excellent. Decision-making was excellent. And we scored two goals out of that. Nice. And so it just, yeah. So it's just amazing how, even if you don't, even if you're not going to get a full game of great passing and decision making from your club, 
right. you've got to if you get that if you get 15 or 20 minutes out of them or 30 minutes out of them that can make the difference and we won two to one because of that and that mom brought it up brought it up to my attention she said hey wow. that was the knockout punch the knockout she's like jay the tko the knockout punch came in the first 20 minutes yeah and then from there on from there on from there on you all defended really well but our decision making and our passing was very very in my opinion it, there's a lot of growth in that. A lot of growth that needs to be that, that needs to happen. Definitely, you know. So. I noticed with Fern Creek that, that they've really improved with their passing as well. They just they're they're yeah. not a finishing team right now, but John's working there. They're they're slowly getting there, getting some mm-hmm. progress. I'm not sure if anyone watched the videos I posted. Uh, Twitter cuts out some of them. I have to figure out a way to upload the full version. There's a way to do right. it, but I'm not sure how. But you know, the main thing there is to see one's progress and. They're getting there. Wasn't too heavy with the result, but it's something. Yeah. At least. But yeah, it's yeah. a hell of a game to watch. And it wouldn't be shocked if that was the region final this year. Yeah, it could if be. They, could be. It just depends what number they draw out of that uh, bracket. Yeah, and they got to win their district. Uh, it looks like Bullet East won a tough one tonight against the Sales. Yeah, I haven't got the uh, details on that yet. I know DeSales got a header late, late in the game. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I think Bullet East scored off a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bullet East is, is still winning games. I mean, they they yeah. uh, they lost their best player, but they're still finding ways. Uh, if you defend well enough, two goals right. should be enough to win. You know, if you've got a good defensive team, two goals should be good enough to win. Um, we're seeing that. with That's another thing I'm seeing with my club team right now. Uh, we're not a great finishing team, and we're, we're starting to get better. Um, but every game this weekend was a one-goal differential besides one. On Saturday afternoon, we won 3-1 to one against LSA. But every other game besides that, uh, well, I'll take that back. On Sunday morning, our, the best team we played, uh, we beat them 2-0. Um, uh, we beat them 2-0. One of the goals was, was pretty legit, and the other one was kind of a fluke. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, we played Fall City on, uh, we played Fall City on, on Sunday okay, yeah, afternoon I in the final. I thought I saw that. That one. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, scrappy little team. It was their. It was their basically their third team, um, but they brought a great effort uh, nonetheless. Uh, looks like we're also gonna uh, scrimmage a Falls City team sometime this season, and then uh, we've got their tournament October twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Right. So, and yeah, we'll see plenty of Falls. Just City. a few names I'll throw out there for from last night, and also just a reminder to these local coaches when when it gets time for all state nominees. Nominate your mm-hmm. players. Is this the only way they're going to get selected if you send in nomination? So yeah, uh, I don't right. understand why coaches don't do that. But uh, CD Muhammad for Butler, uh, mm-hmm. the defender, fantastic. He's just he's right. one of the best I've seen in the region this year. Um, Zach and Andrew Beck from Fort Creek, mm-hmm. the defenders, just very solid right there. Right. And, uh, there's one other. Amani David, the forward for Butler, CK's mm-hmm. uh, brother. He's, I think he's going to set some records this year. He's just, he's a does that, does that, has that, has that young man developed a right foot yet? <sighs> he's working there. He he still goes offsides, and he still has that turf field mentality. But he's he's getting there though. He's he's just he, he's going to be. You know, he's only a, is he a senior or junior? junior? Okay, so he's got some time. Yeah, so he's he's doing well, but. It was just good game last night. And 
Good. Good. Ballard and KCD played two. I'm telling you, October's going to be crazy here. In, here yeah, in, we're just uh, two six, weeks away. From sixth it. and seventh region. Yeah, no, I can't wait. I'm actually going to try and I'm going to see if I can sneak in, not sneak in, but uh, we'll see if I can get away to watch a couple games uh, in October because it's going. There's going to be some good soccer. Uh, if the scores right now are any indication, we're going to see some good soccer. Saint X and Ballard went one zero tonight. Yeah, Saint um, X scored late. Uh, eight minutes. Saint X left. Yeah. St. X is going to be looking for revenge against Manuel. Uh, uh, KCD, uh, KCD and Ballard played last night. I think Ballard, did Ballard win? Yeah, right. one nothing. It's kind of, one kind of like yeah. how it went tonight. I think Ballard scored kind of late um, mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. But, but yeah, for the seventh region, Manuel is just, they're really surprised at me. They're 7-0 right now to beat Oldham County tonight. Um, yeah. Look, looks like that's the best they've been in yeah, a while. Yeah, I mean. Mike Hayes is – I'm not sure what he's doing with them, but he's doing something that works. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes, uh, you know, Coach uh, Ramsey had been there for such a long time. I think a lot of times you just need that new energy. Oh, for uh, sure. Uh, Coach Ramsey uh, said some great things about my program at Fairdale last year when we played. And, um, you know, he's got all my respect in the world. Uh, but uh, I think sometimes a new energy – not – uh, not, you know, like the energy that like I felt that's how honestly how I felt about my situation at Fairdale when I stepped away from it. Um, I felt like it was time for a new energy, um, you know, or different energy than what I was bringing. And, right. um, I think, we're, I think we're going to see that pay off, you know, maybe not this year, but, um, it's going to happen over the years, over the next couple of years, they're going to win plenty of games and you're going to see it with Manuel too. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes a coach has to step away, and uh, even when they are winning, um, because it's it's the group that they have needs a different kind of energy, right? Than what than what you can bring to the sure. table. I think I'm gonna turn off this TV. I'm tired of looking at Joe Biden and Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, don't have that on. Skip that stupid debate. And uh, I, I was watching. I listen, listen to our podcast from 2007. 2000. Kind of funny to look at it once in a while, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Oh boy, is right. Um, yeah, just uh, man, lot, lot to, lot to cover. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into it. I've, I've been uh, anxious to do this one for a while. We went ahead and moved it up from October, and um, man, it's gonna be, uh, it's this is gonna be fun. I didn't get as much time to prepare for it, so that's all right. Um, a lot of, a lot of these answers are gonna be uh, off the cuff, and you know what? That's okay. Yeah, you have a good memory, a lot better memory than I do. <laughs> Dude, I got a steel trap for a memory, but you know what? I can't remember it. You know, my wife will tell me you so. You, my wife will tell me you said that two days ago, and I'm like, uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> so, it's funny what you what you remember and what you don't. Right. So, well, man, let's go. Uh, let's get into this, dude. Yeah. Okay. So, you went to Ecuador in 2007. So, what in the world were you doing there? Um. In late 2006, uh, uh, early 2007, I had a really cool, uh, but uh, I had a really cool uh, uh, intro to Latin America professor, Dr. Dizgan, and um, he pretty much talked me into taking the study abroad trip to Ecuador. Um, so it was a study abroad trip uh, with Western Kentucky University, um, and we had about somewhere around 20. Uh, probably going to be some fact checkers listening to this tonight. Um, maybe around 20 in the group, I believe. 
and um, it was uh, I got to take a class down there, which was actually sorely needed to fill out my uh, degree program. And um, um, so I did that. It was called the class was called Pop Culture of Ecuador. <laughs> it was exactly what it sounded like. Um, and then the next year in 2008, a friend of mine um, convinced me to go on a study abroad trip to Ecuador with IUS. And so I did that as well. It was a much smaller group. Um, I think we just had eight on that group. And uh, both of them were incredible experiences. Did you go to school at IUS? I didn't know that. Uh, just for a semester for that one huh. class. For that one one experience. And the other thing of it is, too, I mean, the uh, the three hours I got from that didn't didn't translate to my uh, master's degree at U of L, so that was awesome. Huh. Okay. So, so, um, was Ecuador pretty welcoming to American? How was that? There. Um. Uh. Yes and no. When we got, I really wish at that time the camera phones were a thing. I think at that point in time we just had the. <laughs> I'm sounding old. Uh, I think at that point in time, we just had the flip phone. So every video you could possibly take was really, really grainy. Um, but if we'd had iPhones at that point in time, I would have recorded our entrance into the airport. Um, the looks on the faces told the story. The little kids loved us. Uh, the little kids loved us. Uh, the uh, uh, older people weren't so crazy about us. Um, and then the men, uh, the men were... Uh, the men, like guys my age and everything, or maybe a little bit older, they weren't crazy to have us there. Uh, the women were very happy to have us there. <laughs> so what did you notice different compared to America? I mean, what, 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 what things did you have to do different? Like any, you know, like high tattoos or anything like that? Oh, no, nothing like that. Ecuador overall was, was very welcoming. Okay. Um, um, no, nothing like that. I'm trying to think. I mean, there are different laws like, you know, our professor, Dr. Diskin, told us, he's like, look, if you break a law here, you know, you're looking at 15 years of jail time. Right. So and he said there, you know, the, the U.S. consulate, you know, there or the U.S. embassy is is not going to have your back. You know, I guess that also depends on what you do and everything. Um, but uh, we were probably on a shorter leash than a lot of than than people who are from there. Right. would be on it's pretty hot there isn't it weather wise actually no uh, we went down there it was kind of like their fall or borderline winter it was uh it was hoodie weather chris um i spent plenty of time i spent plenty of time in a i mean there were some uh, the times we went there was plenty of heat no don't get that wrong um but uh you know i was in a sweater i there, were pl- there was a lot of times where i was in a sweater or a hoodie um it was kind of like Kind of like the weather that you'll see here in the next week or so, uh, a hoodie and shorts. Right. You could, you'd probably need to do that. Okay. So. so let's get into the soccer stuff. What did you do there related to soccer? Man, this is – I got to do a lot. Uh, uh, to set the – to give you context of the situation, Ecuador had just competed in the 2006 World Cup. So in a soccer sense, the country was still buzzing from that. Um, they were really excited. There was a lot of excitement around their national team. Um, and Chris, everywhere you went, you would see somebody kick, you'd see kids playing in the street with a ball by themselves or with other kids. Um, every chance I got, I'd play with soccer with kids in the street. I posted a picture 
of uh, me and this little boy kicking back and forth. And I'm basically in the picture. I'm daring this this little boy to come at me with the ball. And he's sitting there like, you know, he's showing control over it. And in one hand, he's got like a candy bar or something. And I'm just sitting there thinking. I remember thinking, okay, this kid is going to put some kind of move on me with a candy bar in his hand. <laughs> you know, I just I just remember thinking that. Um, uh, when we visited schools, I'd play soccer with the kids. Um, uh, we went to, uh, let's see, when we, we went to one of the professional league games. And this is where it gets crazy because I remember, I think it was because we went to the professional league game in uh, Quito, right? And the parades, there's like a band that like they have pregame parades, kind of similar to what you see uh, in, you know, maybe here with Louisville City, just a lot more drawn out. Right. And uh, man, Chris, I woke up one morning. I can't remember if this was in 2007 or 2008. But I woke up one morning in my hostel room and I remember hearing the band um, marching through uh, the streets going to their game. This had I guess this would have had to have been in 2007 because um, we went to that. We went to a game. We didn't do, go to a game in 2008. And Chris, the. Um, uh, the band, the beat or the sound, the whatever song they were playing. It was awesome. Like I actively looked for a CD of this, of like these pregame songs and I couldn't find one. (laughs) Right. But I swear it would be uh, that, that, that piece that they played marching through the streets that that band did would have been, it'd be, it'd be my ringtone now. I mean, it was just that it was very motivating. It was very, it gets you in the mood for a game. And I remember waking up thinking, God, what is that? I'm ready to go play. Was there any like, lyrics to it or just like and, instrumental? Stuff? Oh, no. It was just oh, like okay. a marching band. Huh. I bet that yeah. would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. Just kind of like a – oh, man, it was, incre- it was incredible. God, I, and to this day, 12, 13 years later, I still can't figure out who it was. Or um, I guess I could try and search it up on YouTube and just – type in some kind of keywords and see what comes up. I guess that'd, so, that'd be a start. Is there like any chance um, what? as well? Or? I'm trying to, not that, none that I can remember. I know the Ecuadorian national team, uh, kind of their their catchphrase, their slogan was, si se puede, which is, yes, we can. Huh. Right? And it was in reference to the World Cup in 2006. Um, so, we're, but we're on our way to the, to the, this is the one I remember the most. We're on our way to the professional game in Quito, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the capital city of Ecuador. Uh, The elevation's very high there, a lot of mountains. Um, And Quito also is so huge, large city. I'm going to – I'd probably put it at the same size as San Diego. Um, But then I could be way – again, I could be fact-checked and told I'm wrong about that. Um, But we're on our way to this game, and – the uh, bus driver just stops. Chris, the bus driver just stopped in the middle of traffic and told our professor, Dr. Diskin, we got to get out. And we're like, yeah. why? <laughs> and there was a fight out in the middle of traffic between oh, two fans. Wow. <laughs> and it was holding up traffic. Traffic, And you know what? The law enforcement down there, they just let wow. them fight. That's, they're they they're just probably just fight. used to it, really. 
Yeah, so we walked like a mile, right? Um, we walked like a mile to the stadium, got there, and you go into – and I posted these pictures on uh, social media. So check them out on my Twitter or my uh, the Step to the Ball training page on Facebook or Instagram. I posted the pictures on there, and the stadium – Really nice, smaller stadium, about the size, you know, of like a college football stadium. And um, we, uh, uh, you know, the, the fans are all piling in and everything. You've got the, the fans from Quito, and I think the other team was La Liga, I believe. And, you know, they're, they're chanting against each other and everything. They're all fouling into the seats. And, and, you know, at the beginning of the game, the stadium wasn't filled up yet. But by halftime, Chris, there was, you know, the, both sides had released all kinds of like smoke. It kind yeah, of looked like I tear saw gas. That, that picture. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and that's not anything unforeseen at a, at a especially at a foreign soccer game. Um, uh, there's a fence that divides the fan sections, and that fence is there for a reason because at halftime, like it was like a bull rush. Everybody just ran to that fence. And they would like just meet at the fence and then just start wow. yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You know what's crazy? The only fan base, I, the only fans I could think would do that here in the United States, I, I, Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. That's the only. Uh, I mean, it, that's Yankees. I've been to a Yankees Red Sox game. They were, they, you know, they might they, people probably get drunk and start mouthing with each other and all that stuff. The only fans that I could think of that would do that rush to a fence, and I'd be among them. I really would be. I mean, we can go yell at them and say whatever we want. Just have a fence between us so they can't hit me. Okay, you know, um, I'm all in. And these all these fans did this. Of course, none of us did it. None of you know. Our Dr. Diskin said, "Stay back." You yeah. know, so because at the end of the day, we're still students, and um, you know, and and the security there, it was they were like dressed like SWAT team members. Wow. They had their nightsticks. They had their they had their uh, mat, their face coverings, and everything. I shared picture that picture as well on social media. Um, if you also look, check out the pictures. You'll see two little boys. That's a picture. Are those of, right? the ones in the stands? And yeah. yes, yes. And Chris, there's a story behind them. They they came up and uh, I asked them if I could take their picture, and they said yes. And because, uh, you know, I had this thing about faces, right? And I know this is going to sound creepy. But I had this thing about faces. It's just like you can see with these kids' faces, um, you know, it's very easy to see, you know, their their lineage or their heritage, which goes back for generations. It's all the way back to, like, the Incas and the Mayas and the Aztecs, even though the Aztecs weren't down that far in Ecuador. But the Incas and the Mayas, you know, it, these people are indigenous, you know, uh, I mean, I know they speak Spanish and everything, but they have very indigenous faces. So um, I took their picture, and then they charged me money. Really? How much? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I mean, and there was a lot of that going around. Um, uh, I don't know. It was like I maybe I gave them a quarter or something. That's a, lot. a quarter down there goes kind of goes a, a long way, you know. So. Um, just a, uh, and I think the game ended in. Uh, I think I can't. Somebody won one nothing. I can't remember who won, uh, but a great, uh, just an incredible experience. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, what else happened? Um, gosh, Chris, you know what? And if you if you go down there, you can buy soccer jerseys. Now you go to the local markets and everything, and they sell knockoff right. soccer jerseys, right? Uh, 
12, I bought anywhere from 12 to 15 of them. And I had Didn't you just sell one. a few of those in your garden? Oh, what is wrong? I did. I, I gave, I gave some away. To the, <laughs> I, I kept some of them, but number one, Hey, okay. Number one, a lot of them don't so fit what? me anymore. Number two, um, I, well, I don't, I don't have anywhere to put them. <laughs> so go give them somebody that'll wear them. So I, I kept, I kept a few of them. Yeah. I was like, um, you might not ever get that opportunity uh, again to go back there. So I got to hold on to something. This, yeah, this is true. So, um, but I got, I kept the eight, which ones did I keep? I kept the AC Milan one. I think I kept the Chelsea one, um, or Real, I kept the Real Madrid one. Um, I don't like the way the Barcelona yeah, jerseys I wouldn't like it either. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> now mine was just like, this just looks, I feel like it's clown suit. Um, uh, that, yeah, I mean, I held on to those for years and years. Um, but you would haggle them. So, in other words, Chris, somebody, they'd say $15 and, or whatever the, uh, I can't remember what the term was for them. And I'd say, I'd start to walk away, say, eh, no thanks. And then they say, okay, 12, 12, 12. And they turn around and say, now you're talking my language. So, you know, there was a lot of haggling that took place over those soccer jerseys. Wow. I'm really excited I kept to New York you know? in Times so Square. The, those were, if you walk on that, like, green space. They'll just harass you until you buy something. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, down there, I mean, so many people, uh, you go to this, uh, uh, the, uh, Quito had these markets, and then there's another town called Otavalo, right? And it's like this huge town market, right, on Saturdays where people come down from the mountains. They come from the rainforest, very poor people, and they sell things that they make. <laughs> um, I bought a lot of stuff. I bought a lot of stuff. Uh, I think in 2008 – I bought a dart blower, um, which the dart that they showed to me went through a cardboard box. So I was like, sold. And I bought a jade rock, which jade rock is like this green rock, right? Kind of almost looks like Superman's kryptonite in a way. Uh, I bought a jade rock huh. knife, you know. And so, um, which I've got that somewhere around here. I don't know quite know where. I'll have to look for it again. Um so I bought that. Um, I bought a. I just bought so, soccer jerseys. I bought, um, you know, a hammock, which I've never been able to keep up. <laughs> um, I bought a chess set of uh, conquistadors and um, and the, I guess the Mayans or the Incas. Um, just all kinds. Of, I bought my dad one of those too, I believe. Um, just and you know what? All I really spent. If I took a hundred dollars there. Uh, probably spent like forty of it. On wow, all that you're, you're teaching world civilization this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, AP. To, if we ever get back to in-person classes, we get stuff to bring in. We just taught state building in the Americas, and I'm kicking myself right now for not showing my kids the, the oh, chess set uh, that I brought back. <laughs> so I'll have to remember that for next year for sure. So I'm looking at my dart blower right now, and I can't find my knife. Um, I know I've got it somewhere, and I know I didn't give it to anybody. I'm going to have to find it. Um, but, yeah, uh, so uh, I bought all that stuff down there. I mean, again, I mean, the dollar, a dollar stretch right. is pretty far. Uh, they had, at, that at that time, they had all these um, uh, uh, DVD stores where you can go in and buy counterfeit DVDs. And like, so they're all, they're all bootlegs. So you had movies that were out at that time that you could go in and buy while they're basically wow. out in the movies. <laughs> So, 
So I bought a ton of those. Like I got on everybody's nerves because every time we walked by one, I'd have to go in and see if there was something I hadn't picked up yet. So I uh, picked up a couple of seasons of Seinfeld there. Um, you know, regular quality too. I mean, just like the ones you get at the store. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies I bought. Uh, I think the new Transformers had come out that year. And I bought a copy of that, uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbeans, um, Star Wars. God. I, mean, I missed 2008. Was, that, was, I mean, that was a good year. It, 2008 was a good year. Well. So, um, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Started teaching wow. that year in 2008. So uh, just an incredible experience. Um, in 2000, Speaking of 2008, on the second trip I took, um, we went to um, – our group, there were only, check this out, there were only, we had eight people uh, on the trip in 2008, and only three of us were guys, right? And um, me and my roommate, Brandon, uh, we wanted to watch the soccer match. Ecuador was playing Argentina in CONCACAF that Saturday afternoon, right? And we wanted to watch it. The problem was we were three hours away from Quito and really and truly three hours away from civilization. <laughs> uh, we were at uh, Lake uh, Quicocha, which is, a lake with a volcano underneath yeah. it, right? Um, so it's crystal clear water and everything. But the thing of it was, thing of it was, was that um, the um, I'd seen it the year before in 2007. So I'm just sitting here like, okay. And I said something to Brandon. I was like, man, we got to find a way to go watch this game. And um, <laughs> we were talking about it. And this guy, and I'm not, and I'm not being stereotypical. And I hope nobody takes this the wrong way. There was a guy that looked straight up like Fidel Castro standing there, uh, and you know he was standing there and overheard our conversation with our professor, Doctor uh, uh, Erdoiza, right? And we were telling her like we really wanted to go back and watch the game, and I'll just use his name lightly. Fidel Castro interjects and says, "Hey, I'm going back to Quito if y'all want to ride huh. back with me." Now, Chris. Now, Chris. Obviously, when you were a little kid, you were told not to get yeah. in the car with strangers, right? So me and Brandon are like, okay, we don't know you. We're in a foreign country. Oh We're going to let you drive us three hours back. <laughs> and we did it. Hey, sometimes you got to <laughs> take a risk in life. <laughs> we did it. He wanted to watch the game, too. He was – we invited – heck, we – there was a – okay, this is totally American of us. There was a TGI Fridays <laughs> at the mall right there in downtown Quito, right? Well, right up the street from the stadium, okay? So uh, that's where we wanted to go, <laughs> which is so stupid. You know, looking back, looking back, I wish that we had gone to like some hole in the wall bar or something. Yeah. To watch it, you know. Oh, go ahead. And. Well, I was what? just going to ask. You no, what go the, ahead. Go ahead. Food was like there since you brought up TGI Fridays. I'm assuming you didn't want anything else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah. I, let me get to the food here in a minute. Uh, I promise. Yeah. Uh, so we go to Fridays to watch this game. And of course, it's packed. And uh, we didn't get to see the whole game. We got there towards the end of the first half, I think. And um, all the waitresses are dressed up in, like, soccer uniforms. I mean, it's very, you know, at, you know, down there, very much like they were dressed like the Hooters. We'll just call it that. And uh, they're all wearing soccer uniforms and everything. And it's just, a Chris, the atmosphere, right? <laughs> Bigger than any U.K. game ever thought about being around Definitely. here. And uh, Ecuador scored first, right, to go up one nothing. And this is against Argentina, so it's a big deal down there if Ecuador's beating somebody like Argentina or Brazil. 
And Chris, the celebration I know lasted a whole five minutes. Oh yeah, just I constant it. noise, five minutes straight. You, you had people running around the restaurant in circles. You had, I mean, just constant chants going on. I mean, just um, and me and Brandon are kind of just sitting there like, gosh, this puts anything back home to shame, you know. So I mean, I've never seen I've never seen any kind of celebration like that, right? Now you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Uh, Ecuador gave up a game-tying goal with less than a minute oh to go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the keeper was out playing too high, and he got chipped. And I remember the shot, Argentina shot it, went off. The, it was one of those that bounces off the bottom of the crossbar onto the line and back into the net. And the whole place, like the whole city was stunned silent. The whole restaurant, like after it was the game was over, we paid our bill, and we walked out of there. I don't even remember how we got home. <laughs> I guess we. I guess we walked. We either walked or got a cab. I can't remember. There was no um, Uber back then. <laughs> there was no Uber. Oh my god! Yeah, we might have. We had to have taken a cab. I can't remember at this point. Um, they don't remember everything. And uh, we walked out of the restaurant, and Chris, the entire city was quiet. Wow. I mean, you could hear a pin. You could hear a pin drop. I've never been. I mean, you could be walking around downtown Louisville at five in the morning or four in the morning and there's more noise. <laughs> even in little down even when downtown Louisville's quiet, there's no protesting going on or anything like that. Right. There's more that, noise. That's crazy. They're just that, they're more passionate over there. Yeah. I, I know Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it's you know, Mario when he was over in Germany all those years, he used to go to those German games of Byron, whatever and those other teams and he would just mm-hmm. tell me yeah. stories. I like what you're saying. I mean it was just insane the fights the just the passion for it. it's something <laughs> yeah. I, I would want to experience i don't yeah. know if i would join in with it but i mean i don't know it just seems like it's it's yeah more fun over there i guess <laughs> yeah um it yeah it's yeah it was it was it was fun that's so <laughs> no doubt about oh, it go ahead. um ask you what, what, the, what the style no, go ahead, go of ahead. play was you know with those teams just a lot of creativity. Like we even when we went in 2007, when we went to the professional match, a lot of cre- a lot more creativity than what you see here in the states. Um, not everything, not all the soccer's as micromanaged. I mean, you've got a mentality down there. And it, Ecuador, let's call it what it is. It's a third. It's a developing country. We're not going to call it third world. It's right. a developing country, right? So I feel like, and I saw this when I went. Me and my wife went on our honeymoon to Guatemala, and I saw the same thing there. I have a feeling the more developing countries, Chris, um, have more of a anytime, anywhere, anyone mentality when it comes to playing. Because, you know, here in the States, in England, in Germany, in France, all the countries that are more developed, you got all these nice soccer facilities, you got the turf fields and all that stuff. And, um, you know, we're, we're kind of spoiled. I mean, as bad as we are in soccer in this country, we're still, we still found a way to be spoiled about it. Right. right? And in places like Ecuador and, uh, in Guatemala, you know, a lot of fields are dirt patches. A lot of fields are dirt patches. Check this out. I've got a picture hanging up in my, in my basement. I'm looking at right now. Um, it's in my workout space. It's from Ecuador. And I think I took this picture in 2008 and it's a, I need to take, God, I, I need to, I should have posted this one. Um, I got it done in black and white, right? Or I changed it to black and white. And it actually looks like a real photographer took it. No, it was just me. And it's a dirt, basically a dirt soccer field. Looks muddy. It's got some grass on it. 
Um, and it's got two soccer goals that are just two bars with a crossbar going across mm. the top of it, you know, and no nets. And hardcore soccer goes on in that spot. They don't care. They don't care about the surface. There's no complaining. Hey, let's right. go out Rain, and play. snow, I mean, whatever. They just, wow. That is it's something. Yeah. And, and, just look, and just looking at this field right now in this picture, and I haven't stopped and looked at this picture in years. You know, you got a mountain in the background and everything. you got a city in the background. And you can tell that there's some intense soccer that gets played on that field. As bad as it looks. You can just, I mean, yeah, and I love that. That's just, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got here? So, um, um, let's get back to the food. Talk about that. (laughs) I know it's probably not that important. Uh, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. You know, you know, you could, uh, you could also do a, uh, do a food critic, uh, a food review, right? When everything opens well, back up, Chris, you should start like a weekly restaurant before. review. I'm not sure if you've seen that on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Have you? When we get off, look up restaurant reviews by Chris. Manning. I haven't done one in a long time. Okay. It's been a few years back. But yeah, that actually was a thing I used to do as a joke when anything serious. Right. Wow. Okay. No, that's cool. Um, okay. So I'm a pick eater, right? So naturally, when I told everybody in my family and my close friends that I was going to Ecuador, they were like, oh, my God, what's he going to eat? And, um, you know, the guinea pig is a, is a popular dish that down there. That doesn't sound too bad. Right? Tastes <laughs> like chicken. Um, let's see. What did I eat down there? The, the first time in 2007 was probably a little bit more of a struggle. I remember eating a mm. lot of dry cereal. Yeah, that's how cereal. I don't right? like milk. So. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just as guilty as anybody. I'll sit down and eat a box <laughs> of dry cereal. I don't care, um, as most people can probably tell. <laughs> but um, so in 2007, I remember like the first morning we were at our hostel in Quito, right? And and I love orange juice. And I come out to the dining area, and everybody has got um, – everybody's at their – each seat has a tall glass of orange juice right there. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to down this. Because I've been flying for the past – you know, we got in late that night uh, before. And so it, I hadn't really had – I was like, I'm about, to, I'm about to chug this. And, Chris, I picked that glass up, and I started chugging, and then I started <laughs> spitting it. Why is that? Because – because it wasn't orange juice, it was tomato you juice. Tell a difference. And I, I, I could. I, well, no, from the from the really? it was orange. That's weird. Huh. It it was orange. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I spit it out, and everybody's like, "What's your problem?" And I was like, "I thought it was orange juice. It was tomato juice, and I hate <laughs> tomato juice. I don't, nobody better ever, don't ever set a can of a jar of or bottle of V eight in front of me, you know." So it was, I mean, I, ugh, you know, good deal. So anyway, and the uh, eggs were a popular uh, dish for breakfast. What? I hate eggs. Uh, un- wow. I hate eggs. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, I you can't grew do up them. on a farm. Can't do them. Okay. I tried. That's why you don't like I eggs. Took... The, the... Dude, I hated eggs long before I what? stepped foot on any that farm. Is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I took one bite, couldn't do it. 
couldn't do it. Uh, it's a texture thing, I think. I just I hate the smell. I hate the taste. Uh, thinking about it now, man, kind of makes me want to gag. Um, I'm not being over dramatic. It's a it's more of a psychological huh. thing, Chris. I really believe that's the case. Um, uh, yeah, um, I. It's something that I've had. I've dealt with all my life. Um, from the time I was born, I mean, there were just certain foods I wouldn't touch, you know. Um, but as I've gone along, as I've gone along, we're going on sidebar here. As I've gone along, though, I mean, randomly, I've just decided that, hey, this sounds good. I want to eat it. And everybody looks at me like, okay, where's that coming from? So just like the other day, I came into my, I came, I came home, and I told my wife, you know, I think I really want to do mm. something with broccoli. And the look on her face was like, okay, you know. And it's always been that way. So maybe when I'm like 70 and the doctor says, hey, dude, you're going to die if you don't start eating eggs, I'll be like, okay, well, that sounds good. Sunny side up. Let's go. Um, um, so anyway, um, so that, yeah, so we're down in Ecuador. We're down in 2007. Um, all the different uh, meals. I'm trying to think. We went to the rainforest, right? And... By this point, we're about two weeks into the trip. Chris, this is almost a month-long trip. And uh, we're two weeks, about two weeks into the trip. And um, we're, uh, we're walking through the rainforest and everything. And, you know, we've got some people that are getting homesick. I'm not homesick by that point. I was, I was having a great time. And we're walking, but, and it almost looked like one of those old war movies where the sol- all the soldiers are talking about what they're going to eat when they get back home, Right. Because we all started talking about what we're going to eat when we get back home, walking through the rainforest. And rallies came up, steak and shake, Papa, Papa John's. John's. I mean, every chain you can – well, at that, hey, at that time, Papa, hey, at that, this is before Papa John's got crappy and racist. Well, I've right? never liked this pizza. And um, well, now as I've gotten older, I've noticed yeah. there's way too much salt on it. Um, but at that time when I was 23, it was you – know, I, I, I could down a Papa John's just like that. So we're talking about all these different foods, and we're absolutely – I mean, it's making me starve, right? But we're in the rainforest, and we're at this you know, little um, you know, it, I don't, I, this overnight-type place, right, where they cook for us. And so I'm positive, Chris, that they're not going to make anything that I can eat. And so I'm terrified. I'm positive, and I'm terrified that I'm going to go without eating oh for God. like the next two days, which wouldn't, which would not have been good. Right. So, uh, when it came time for dinner, we reported to the dining area. Right. And guess what they had on the, buffet? Uh, it was a buffet. White and guess what they had? <laughs> no, not white castle spaghetti. And guess what? I hate sauce with my spaghetti. And guess what? The spaghetti and the noodles and the hmm. sauce were separate. I destroyed like three. I destroyed like three plates of spaghetti. Wow. Plates of spaghetti. So, yeah, yeah. So, and that was <laughs> that was the eating. When we got out of the rain, check it out. It was like a nine or ten hour drive to the rainforest. Right. Um, we were all miserable on it, and we're so far from civilization. It wasn't even funny. When we got back to Quito, right, the commercial, you know, the capital, um, we went to this road that was basically kind of like a Shelbyville road or something like that here. And Chris, all you see are all the American restaurants. And in the distance, I saw Papa John's. Chris, I jumped out of the bus when we parked, and I looked like a deer running across the field Jeez. going to Papa John's. Everybody was going to KFC, McDonald's, 
I went straight to Papa John's. So, um, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty, it was, <laughs> so that was the eating in, in 2007. So in, I'm trying to think in 2008, right. Um, we went and of course, like we're teaching this time, we're teaching at a school. Um, uh, and so we got up that morning and we went to go eat breakfast and there's freaking eggs on the table again. Yeah, and this time I they've got that. mushrooms in them. And so, but, oh, yeah, well, anyway, so I've got my nice shirt and tie on and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to man up and I'm going to try to eat. And everybody was also giving me, I, I made it right. clear ahead of time that I was a big going. eater and everything. So nope, nobody, <laughs> well, yeah, right. Well, but also to the rest of the group, because so a lot of times people look at you like, you know, again, this is something I've dealt with my whole life. People will look at you weird. Like, why aren't you eating that? And I'm like, because it smells like crap. Everybody else says they love it. Well, it smells like crap to me, you know. And um, so that's something I've always dealt with. And I sit down, and this, these eggs and these mushrooms, they smell like crap. But I'm going to try. I'm going to take a bite. I'm going to be a big, brave boy. And I'm going to take a bite. And, I, Chris, I took that bite, and it literally, like, I was fighting off gagging. Like, I was almost like I was choking. While everybody else is holding this conversation – I'm off on the other side of the room, like, just, like, trying really hard not to throw up. <laughs> and I don't know. I, to this day, I still don't remember if I swallowed it or if I spit it out. I still, to this day, it's making me, it's making me kind of like, ah, right now. <laughs> I probably need to drink some water. Um, but and then I'm trying to think what else. We went to um, – now, Ecuador had a certain type of cookie that you could buy in the, ga- or in the convenience stores that was really good. Right. And I can't remember what they were called. They were like simple like sandwich cookies, you know, almost like Oreos, but it, they tasted a whole huh. lot better than any Oreos here I ever thought about tasting. And I still, and I brought like, when I came back into, came back home in 2007, I, Chris, I brought back like Jeez. 20 bags of those. No joke. Please. No joke. You don't know the name of it? So they were so good. Uh, hmm. I can't remember the name of it. Ecuador. And I've been looking for yeah. years. It's sad. Uh, yeah, to look it up. See, yeah, <laughs> God, it was Google. <laughs> forgot about forgot about Google. Anyway, look it up. See what you come up with. I might be South able to American um, sandwich anyway, cookie. That's so, not it. No, it's not it. Uh, it's like a. It's a, literally like almost like a thing of Chips Ahoy or something or Oreos. Um, it looks like something almond Nabisco would make. Ecuador. And sweet almond from Ecuador. The what? Huh. I don't. I don't think that's it. You know, so um, anyway, um, so I survived the the egg and mushroom fiasco, and then we are, I guess, uh, a week and a half, two weeks into the, this trip in two thousand eight, and we stopped at this restaurant. Chris, I had been craving a cheeseburger, right. right? I had I had been craving a cheeseburger. We go to this restaurant, and it's like a hamburgers and milkshakes type place. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be able to eat something. Nobody's judging me. I'm going to scarf this sucker down, Chris. I took one bite into that burger. Eggs. And guess what I t- tasted? Peppers and a mushroom. Or peppers and, uh, yeah, peppers and mushroom. Or, no, was it? Oh, yeah, it should be. Pe- should have been peppers and onions. Peppers and on onions burgers. were in the hamburger really? meat. <laughs> those, those people are crazy. 
peppers and peppers and onions. Is it peppers and onions or peppers and mushrooms? Bit in my burger, <laughs> ruined my perfect cheeseburger. And I was like, I can't do it. I just am not going to win. <laughs> Dry cereal. You are the champion oh once gosh. again. I'm going to go find. And I would do this too. There'd be Chris. There'd be a lot of times where everybody would go into like some restaurant or something and they'd order and I'd look at the menu and like, I'm not gonna be able to pull this off. And I would go and find a hole in the wall type place. And I'd hurry up and pay a dollar <laughs> for a big old slice of pizza and a Coke and just, and that'd be my dinner. Or I'd go to a convenience store, one of the stores. Wow. And, he, you sound like my brother. That's, that's something he would you know? do, but he's, he's gotten better with his eating. He's a lot like you. He was just, he, I don't know if he was a psychological thing. He just oh, yeah. didn't like a lot of stuff, but he's, he's, better yeah i did um let's see uh so i yeah i mean it was horrible so when i got back in 2008 my dad asked me uh, when he picked me up from the airport he was like well what do you want to do <laughs> yeah I was go like, to white castle give me a cheeseburger now <laughs> i don't care where we go it's like i just want a cheeseburger cheeseburger is yeah. white castle <laughs> Yeah, I'm not big on right. fast food yeah, burgers. Mine got to come off the grill. They're on the go. They just have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then I'm trying to think. There's one other funny food story, right? In the, On the 2007 trip, we're at the Mindo Cloud Forest, right? And this one was, this place was pretty cool. We got to sleep in like tree houses and everything. We got to sleep in tree houses a lot of places. The rainforest, the cloud forest. I'm trying to think. Uh, at the beach, uh, we got to sleep in tree houses. Um, so I am, uh, you know, we're playing pool, me and, and there's like a jukebox and everything there. It's, it's great. You know, me and the guys are playing pool and all that. And they asked us if we want any food. And I asked the guy, I said, well, can you all make cheese fries? I was having hankering for cheese fries. Like, can you get, make some cheese fries? He said, sure. Chris, he comes back with a plate full of fries with four sticks of cheese <laughs> laying across them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, so I don't. I was like, oh, well, man, you, I, I, I've got, I'm like, man, struggling here. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I did okay for everybody that was worried about my eating down there. I did okay. You know, the food. Uh, we went to Otavalo. When we went to Otavalo, they would sell uh, pieces of pig meat or pork, right, like right off the grill. So you'd be walking around, you see these this huge pig, you know, with a big old stick going through it being rotated on the fire and you could buy a piece of pork right off i mean like mm. literally with kind of like hair still on it and everything right and um i had a piece of that <laughs> and it was pretty freaking good you know so um so i did okay good. i did okay so all right well, that was a, let's get back to the soccer part quite the experience. Was fun, though. i enjoyed that so <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, so yeah, did you yeah. take anything back from this trip, you know, to Warren East or North Oldham or Fairdale or wherever you've coached at throughout the years, any lessons from Ecuador? In, in 2007, I was coming back from, and I was getting ready to, I had just resigned from Warren East and, um, I was headed to North Oldham. Right. Um, and, um, uh, one of the things about North Oldham that I, I struggled with, I don't, you know, and great kids, great family, and a great experience. Oh, yeah. It, it's still but like the that But the kids are spoiled. And, you know, yeah. The kids are spoiled. 
and I come back and the kids are griping about why do we have to play on that crappy field? Why you know, you hear you just all those conversations, you know, you'd have kids that were uh that had two hundred dollar pairs of cleats on and couldn't dribble a ball ten feet. Um and um it just drove me nuts. I'm sitting here thinking, you got kids that are playing barefoot in this world. You got kids that are playing in tennis shoes or cleats with holes in them that aren't complaining at all. They're playing on concrete. They're playing on dirt. They're playing on, you know, uh, maybe some grass. But they're, uh, you know, they're not, uh, they're, and they're just as good or if not better. Again, anytime, anywhere, any place. that's their mentality. And I tried really hard. Like, I took that mentality with me to North Oldham. I mean, as an assistant coach, not, it's not a ton that you can, you know, you can't really, you can't really force your own personal culture onto those kids. If you're, especially if you're just the assistant coach, cause you don't want to undermine your head coach. Um, when I got to Franklin Simpson, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not even going to try that. And then, uh, it was, so it wouldn't be until I got to Fairdale where I was like, okay, we're going to play. Right. Anybody. You know, at Fairdale, you had anywhere. It came from and, countries like that probably. Right, right. And Chris, there's a reason why there's a reason why that's one of the reasons why it worked so well. Um, these kids, I identified with these kids. They didn't care. They didn't care how bad our uh, how bad our practice field was. They didn't care that we had to play on a football field. Luckily, Um, they didn't care. You know, we went to North Bullet. Check this out. We went to North Bullet, Chris. And their field's atrocious. It's about like mine was at Warren East. Um, They better check and make sure there's not a cave underneath it. And it was so bumpy. None of our kids complained. We just played, you know? Um, So, you know, so that's kind of what I, what I took back to, you know, my high school and everything or my high school programs is, is, uh, (laughs) bless me. Um, You know, anytime, anywhere, any place. You know, we'll play in blue jeans. We'll play in tennis shoes. Don't care. I played a lot in those hey, those two trips to Ecuador. I would be in blue jeans a lot or in flip flops, and I played a whole lot of soccer in flip flops wow. and blue jeans in those two trips. <laughs> you know, Jeez, would have made a great commercial. That's something. This is just really fascinating to hear all this. It, hopefully, one day I'll be able to do something like this. Yeah, I, if I you have that opportunity, does, uh, please do it. I mean. Think of the name of it. What you did at WKU? Uh, yeah, think of the name of it. St- yeah, study abroad. Study abroad. Obviously, this year they aren't because everything's yeah. going on virtual. Yeah. But, uh, no. I, I definitely have to look into that. My recommendation to you is to do it. You know, let yourself get close to graduation. I got close enough to graduation. You know, everybody. Um, everybody was. At that point in time at Western, I was pretty much ready to go, and I knew I was going to regret being in such a hurry to leave. Um, but everybody at that point in time was either engaged, they had a job lined up, their career lined up in front of them, they you know, were getting married. I mean, it was just everybody around me had all that going on, and I did not. I had my soccer, and that was it. Um, so I was just, you know, my thinking was, okay, you all go and you know, do big kid stuff. I'm going to go travel. Oh. I'm going to go sleep in the rainforest. Um, uh, that's what I'm going to do. And, um, and to this day, I, now, was it expensive? Yeah, it ended up being pricey. Oh, for sure. I don't, you know, spend your money definitely on Definitely something I need to learn to do spend your, and get older. <laughs> yeah. 
these stories that I'm telling right here, I've told Chris a hundred times, I know, and it'll never, and and they'll never get old. They will never get old. So, um, huge blast. I mean, just good. You have the pictures. Spend your money on experiences. It's something to always look back on. Stories are good too, but those pictures, especially, I mean, that, that's saved forever. I mean, Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pictures, all the, all the little souvenirs that I still have, I still have some of the soccer jerseys. Um, yeah. You got to hold on to those. I mean, right now the my uh, pen holder on my desk is a ceramic soccer ball oh. from Quito, Ecuador. So um, there's nothing like playing with those kids. And, and I mean, I told my wife when we went to Guatemala, I said, if anything ever happens to me and I die, just, assume that I'm off somewhere in some remote part of the world playing soccer with kids in some totally. or something like that in the rainforest. You know, I mean, for sure. Just really, really cool. Well, anything else you want to so, say on this before we get into some book previews and uh, a few game predictions for next week? Um, you know, just again, uh, one thing that you know, we didn't get to this question, but as far as the similarities between, um, you know, you know, American right. soccer and soccer and Ecuadorian that. soccer, um, it's okay. Um, you know, we micromanage our soccer too much here in the states, right? Um, we still need to inspire creativity amongst our players. These kids, again, they'll they're playing anywhere anytime any place they're not on a schedule they're not i mean yeah they're going to school and everything but when they're out of school uh you know they're playing soccer you know in the field on on the street on the sidewalk they don't care um and when you do that that's when you become creative with the ball that's when the ball becomes a part of you um and i've definitely felt that when i got to do those things down there and you know sometimes Things like that are few and far in between here in the States, opportunities like that. So, um, you know, not everything has to be so micromanaged. Let's let our kids – let's give our kids a chance to go out and play soccer in the street. Let's go, give them a chance to go play out in the backyard because that's what's missing in our country right now. We, we, our kids go to club training and then turn around and go home and play Xbox. And there's no, there's, right. and there's no real development there. Home. See what I'm saying? You know, we, we rely too much – we rely too much on the two hours. Yes, club, you pay a lot of money for club and everything. You pay these coaches well and all that. But the two hours that you get with your high school team or your club team cannot be the only training you get. You've got to you've got to go play in the street. You got to go play in the yard or in, uh, I mean, in the nearby soccer field at the park. Um, that's where the creativity comes from. That's where your touch comes in. Your high school train, your high school practice, or your club practice should be the tip of the iceberg when it comes to a player's development, and that's quite frankly that's why we're behind in this country right, right now from a soccer you know, I, standpoint. I think we're pretty lucky on the men's side, Louisville to have all these turf fields, especially in the South End. I mean, it's just I think Louisville City get I think Louisville City gets it. Right. I think they, I mean, that's just, one of the reasons why they put the turf fields in. Sure, too many places in the U.S. that are like that now, but it's pretty amazing you got one dot you know beachmont yeah um, i'm sure i'm missing a few others but i don't know it's just incredible we're just lucky to have that louisville is mm-hmm. really right. getting into a big soccer town 
I think it's only going to get better in the next few years. Racing FC and they become an MLS team and whatnot, you know, with the men's side. So it's, I don't know, maybe it'll get better eventually for America as well. But, you know, like you said, just have to be micromanaged. Right. Right. Um, can I, uh, well, I'm looking through this notebook of some of my writings from Ecuador. Um, and I'm just looking at it. I'm not going to read it uh, word for word, but I'm just, yeah. you know, we went and visited schools and everything. And we would go and you go to these schools and you'd see before school started, the kids would be out in the field playing soccer. Um, you'd see kids swinging on a tire or playing tag. It just looked like some kind of utopia. And that's what I've got written down here in, in my notes. Um, it also says, I, it turns out I still hate, hate eggs. <laughs> so, <laughs> mas huevos. No mas huevos. Not happening. <laughs> so, no mas huevos. Um, yeah. I, I, I sure. tell, I <laughs> one more story. Chris, can I tell one more story? The people, one more story. All right. So, and it's not so much soccer related, but it's definitely all about, you know, spreading culture and everything. Um, we went to, and I can't, I can't remember the name of the town, um, but in 2007, we went to this town in Ecuador that was dying, right? Um, Ecuador is very racially segregated, so a lot of the African Ecuadorians lived in this region, right? Well, the bridge that connected that town to you know, civilization had collapsed, and the government wasn't paying to fix it. So now it was costing more money and it was a lot more work to bring in supplies to that town to stock their stores and everything and make sure their people were taken care of. And so we went to this town, Chris, our group did, and we delivered school supplies to the kids. And, um, you know, they had us, uh, you know, and, and Chris, again, our kids are spoiled here. Even in our poor schools, our kids are spoiled. I know that sounds a little callous and I'm sure somebody say, well, I'll show you how spoiled they are at home. And they're really not, I get it. These kids took a note, took notebooks that we gave them and they ran home because it's a small town, right? Almost like a village. They ran wow. home to show their parents. And I've got pictures. There are still pictures on my Facebook. You can look up of the kid. I took pictures of the kids and just the faces and the, just them holding their notebook. Like it was some, almost like it was a world cup trophy. The way you would see kids, high school kids, holding up That's a trophy incredible. and taking pictures with it and that everything. Is, I mean, just the simple gift of a notebook. I mean, to this yeah. means so, the world. I mean, it's just, wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would bet, hey, I'll put money down on this. I would bet some of those kids who are probably now adults, I would bet a lot of those kids still oh, have definitely. those notebooks yeah, somewhere. That's incredible. Kept. Really. I don't know what yeah. to say about that. That's just yeah inspiring and so yeah it's pretty yeah there's not much you can say i mean it kind of leaves you speechless when you see it so what they they before we left they had each of us take a group of kids oh my god and we had to show them an american dance (laughs) right well i don't i don't eat very well and i don't dance very well nobody wants to see me eat eggs or nobody wants to see me dance right so I didn't know what to do. Everybody's showing like the stanky leg or I don't even know if that was a thing yet at that point in time. I don't know. And I don't know what the, I didn't know what to show the kids. So I was like, okay, I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to show them how to do the twist. Right. So these five kids, they start 
twisting and everything. Say, all right, yeah, good job. Well, it was time to go, right? And Chris, they, um, I put my hand up to give the kids a high five. And the little girl that I was trying to give a high five to, she kind of cowered down like it looked like I was going to hit her. Right? And I said, no, 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 no. You know, I just spoke the best Spanglish I could. And um, so I just kind of took my hand and put it up against hers, like, and went, you know, did the high five. And then I looked at the other kids and said, and I told them to hit my hand with their hand. And they did it and everything. And all of a sudden, like, they were like, oh my God, Chris, they <laughs> had never seen a high five yeah, before. I guess they maybe greet people a different way over there. Right. It's a totally different culture. So all of a sudden, all these other kids are running up to me wanting high fives. And it looks like a scene out of a Rocky movie. I mean, and all these kids run up giving me high fives yeah. and everything. They'd never seen so one before. It was the coolest thing. Things are just so, so different. You know, in countries. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's right. Just, right. I don't know. I think everybody should at least try to take a trip like that. Just And just... Do we really have it as bad as we? Oh, absolutely! We I, yeah. Wow. No. No. So that was a that was a pretty cool experience, um, you know. And I just I just found that so to be so neat. And uh, fun fact: Did you know that the 1980 national champion Louisville Cardinals are really are they get the you know credit that. for I'll inventing the high did five? Did you know Spalding's AD? They do. Roger yeah. Berkman. Yeah, that's that that's yeah, that's the legend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What what's the so, story behind that? Though? I bet he's got some cool stories. Ask him. Hey, if you see him yeah. at school, ask him at, at, at Spalding. Ask him about that. Ask him. Hey, did you all did you all really invent him. the high five? He'll probably tell you that's the legend and everything. But okay, well, if you happen to, if he comes talks to a class huh. or anything, or comes out to practice one day, ask him about it. So. Yeah, ask him, hey, say, hey, I heard your team invented the high five. Is that yeah. true? So, see what he says. Um, yeah, all right, man. Let's, yeah. um, let's get into it. Let's do a quick book preview. All right. Um, okay. Where, well, what did I do with the book? Okay, here we go. Here it is. All right. So, um, this one, uh, this piece is about um, my uh, another, another travel experience. Um, about, uh, the time I went to San Diego and I tried to go surfing, right? And, um, this, this section is called the Pacific, right? And the message here is keep swimming. And that was all I could tell myself as I fought to get back to shore while vacationing in San Diego during spring break, 2010, I was visiting my cousin who lived just a few blocks from the beach. One of the mornings I was there, I got up well before everybody else and decided to walk down to the beach. It seemed like uh, I was up well before everybody in the neighborhood. Nobody was out. All you could hear were, uh, were the waves hitting the beach. There's nothing like a morning on the beach in California. It really did offer the peace I needed in my life at that time. And then I decided that I needed some adventure. I wandered into the beach shop and saw that I could rent a bodysuit and surfboard all for $8. Deal. Had I ever surfed before? Nope. But I was on vacation and had the beach to myself. Once I took the board out into the water, it took a lot of work getting up on the board. By that point, I'd probably drifted out a good 25 yards from the shore. I wanted to make sure I was in a good position to catch some waves, since it's so easy, you know. Uh, I finally made it up onto the board. 
I think I was able to stand for like half a second. When I came back above the water, the tide had taken me out what seemed like another five yards. The tide that morning was strong. The board was strapped to me to my ankle. I was alone on the beach. I guess my only hope was the clerk inside the beach shop, provided she looked up from her book she was reading that morning. It didn't take me long to figure out that I was in trouble. And so I just started swimming. It was work. Every time I'd make some progress, I'd reach my short legs down to see if I'd hit the sandbar or not. I did not, and the tide would pull the board back out five yards. If I don't swim, I'm going to die. I'm all alone out here, was my thought. After a couple minutes of the struggle, I just told myself to keep swimming. I swam, pushed, and kicked for what felt like an hour, even though it actually felt like more like another five minutes. When the tip of my fingers hit sand, I reached out of desperation the same way I might hug a relative I hadn't seen in years. I started crawling onto the beach, and then it stood up looking like a giraffe fresh out of the womb. Somehow I'd made Love it. Love it. That's and so the message amazing. there is to keep swimming. Yep. Yep. So if you want to read more... <laughs> Reserve oh, your copy God. today. They're coming. <laughs> I promise. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Don't don't give up. Yeah, I had a it's going to happen. About how you did this book. Yes, what, we can. What did you use? Like a Google Doc or Microsoft Word? Like, okay. Did you... Wow, that's simple. Just a Google Doc, man. That's simple. You just type it up and then I mean, did, send it to your publishing you agent. Did you ever have to like, sit and, and think, or did everything just come natural? Wow, yeah, uh, you'd be shocked like, at how much you, came naturally. You just have to me. Instinct to remember, yeah, every detail and everything. It's pretty. Well, you know, a lot of my best thinking happens in the morning, right? So there were plenty of mornings that I would get up really early, like at five or five thirty, and type up, you know, a page or two, and you'd be shocked at how quickly that goes by. Um, there are some days you know, where it would just be a paragraph, but I was like, oh, that's a great line. I've got to use it. And that's what you, and you hurry up and get it in there. Um, and there were some mornings where I spent two or three hours uh, finishing it or, you know, making adjustments, saying it, going back and reading it. And like, oh, that's, that sucks. I got to fix that. So there was a lot of that. Again, the book, it almost took two and years do you have to, a get, uh, to, to get written. So right there's a reason for that. It. So. Okay. I do, and I tell you what, I'm going to read it next week as a preview because guess what? It's going to be the first time I've read it, and Nolan Cook, Coach Cook at Fairdale, wrote it. So, yeah, so we're we're gonna we're gonna give a preview of that next week. So, um, (laughs) hopefully, it doesn't make me burst out into tears. But you never know; one never knows these days. So, anyway, all right, man. Let's let's get into some uh, picks. it looks like oh, you've got a pick for the on. sixth region. Doesn't need to be in I wonder who it could be. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Butler. Again, <laughs> it has nothing need to be, you know, being biased or anything like that. Okay. It's just they're just defending out of their minds and they're just attacking everybody. Their style of play. I mean, it's just it's fantastic. It really is. And if, if you're, you have to get out and watch them play sometime this yeah. year, it's. I honestly think this is the best group he's ever had, ever. Better than the past few seasons. I mean, he's... Well, that's... I don't know. That's it's just, saying it's something. It's incredible watching them play this year. I mean, it's just... I mean, the fact that they came away with that 1-0 win last night with 10 men, I mean, that, that's a statement right there. And the other day when they played PRP, right. they had seven different players that scored. Seven. It wasn't, let's pass the ball to Hante, yeah. even though he's not there anymore, yeah. or anything like that. It was just, 
every player on that field has the ability to score. I mean, it's just they're they're they're, they're fun to watch. And okay. Fern Creek is, you know, they're gonna have a chance too. And I wouldn't count them out just yet. Um, more as well. I mean, it all really just depends on the bracket. Who gets? Oh yeah, there are gonna be some great. There are gonna be some great games here in a couple weeks. I think this is honestly a really good year for the six. In in general, really, I mean, just I don't know, a lot of talent out there that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, they. um, Yeah, but definitely. uh, Yeah, check um, out Butler. I'd like to see that. uh, Play and see for yourself. I mean, you might have a different opinion, but. If I'm able to get out, you know what? Here's the reality of it, Chris. The last two years, I've seen enough of Butler. For, I'm good for yeah, a while. Yeah, but don't just amaze you. This year, though. I mean, I've I'm seen not enough. Sure what I'm Mario good for did a while. With them in the preseason, but he's just—they're just killing everybody. I mean, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. But all right, let's get in some games. Speaking right. of Butler, cool. Butler at Mill cool. next Monday night. Oh man, it is. This is going to be a battle. Um, an absolute battle. Bale's improved. They got Southern tomorrow um, night. Which who's Butler got between now and, and Monday which night? Which shouldn't be too much, but you know Jacob Tesley, yeah. he's he's uh he's young. He's you know a lot like Nolan Cook. He's his first year, but he's got playing experience. And but Southern just doesn't have the enough guys. I don't think to handle Butler. But we're not gonna make and all that. But they got Southern, and then they have DeSales Saturday. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. You know how you know how you <laughs> right. That, that's what Fern Creek did to him last night. The first don't chase. Yeah, that's what Fern Creek tried to do. It's, it's, don't don't chase. So don't chase, and then if you if you're still lucky enough to be down or to, to be tied, nothing, nothing, or only down one, nothing with ten minutes to go. You, I mean, you then have you to be up the pressure. We have to be intense. Don't chase. Sort of. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I yeah. I just, yeah. Mail's yeah. always beating us on the varsity level, but hopefully that can change this year. I'm going to say Butler wins two one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, Nails improved. They've got some pretty decent scores over there in the seventh region, I believe. Um. Right now, I'm gonna say. Oh no! I'm gonna say male three two. Is just really I think this is gonna be a it to score. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, I just think, I just think right now, males playing finished uh, chances as far as quality of um, seventh. Oh, seventh is, is deep this year. <laughs> the seventh is deep this year. Yeah, especially it's loaded. All right, we'll so see. So I'm going to we'll go. I got to go male 3 2. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and I can eat, and hey, I can eat plenty of crow. Yeah. I've eaten plenty of crow before. So bring it, oh, boy. Bring it next right. Tuesday night. This one I'll wrong. leave up to you. Just so they don't so. know too much about uh, this game. Oh, yeah. Warren East and Russellville. I know about these schools. Yeah. 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 Um, this is usually one of the few wins. Well, I shouldn't. I don't want to say be mean. 
this is one of the wins that Warren East can count on every year. Um, Russellville looks like it's trying to grow its program. Uh, East is, you know, they're they're trying they're, again. They're swallowed whole by their district. Right. Um, I'm gonna go four nothing Warren East. Yeah, this one. Oh, Pedro's got <laughs> man. He's got Murderer's Row his first five games. Oh, the strength is um, Yeah. No, I'm serious. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's got a tough. This is. This is what they do, though. I mean, and they're going to look a whole lot better in October than they did on Monday night. Yeah. Um, so uh, he schedules tough early on, and they benefit from that in October. Um, right now, though, I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to say North Oldham. The six will play the eighth. Or no, North's in the eighth region now, I believe. Okay. So that's probably why he's getting Interesting. Butler's supposed to play him as okay. well. Okay. Plot thickens. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna North go with Oldham North Oldham, Oldham, but yeah, and Fern Creek's good, but they're again, a lot better they than just, I thought they were gonna be this year. They've missed so many. They had at least seven or eight good chances last night that they missed. Butler, or anything. that's that's really their main weakness right now. It's just finishing. Right. I know uh, John's gonna work on that with them. You know, before October, he's gonna have to if he wants to win anything. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with North Oldham. I'll probably say three zero. Three one maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they did. North's good this what year. They played Ballard now? tough. I forgot. It might have been two two two, I think. It was two I thought it was yeah. I thought it was two nothing. Uh oh, yes, it was tied. My bad, my bad. Yes, you're right. Two two. So Oh, oh man, I'm kind of right, scared gotta, to give a score for we got a, I don't want a good one here. Anybody? But, but, okay, Butler and Fairdale. <laughs> hey, I've guess what? This game, sure. last year's game, flat out sucked, right? And hopefully, hopefully those boys, those boys uh, at Fairdale, was that uh, aren't afraid of Butler like they were Green? last year? Um, hopefully. Uh, Huh. Man, well, a little bit, you know, um, especially the younger kid, especially the younger kids. Just really disappointed. Last year's game was so disappointing on so many levels. It was um, Collins. We'd beat, we'd, we'd won a big game the night before. So I think we're probably, probably a little, little yeah, uh, a little bit tired. Um, but I don't like, we knew that was, we knew we, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Butler all of a sudden said, Hey, we're going to play tonight. So it's not like we were cut off guard by that. So being tired, it's not too much of an excuse. Um, last year's game, uh, we chased too much. Um, we didn't get a whole lot of, um, uh, defense, you know, the defense really truly played a pretty solid game. Didn't get a lot of help from the midfield. So it was, it was some work getting our midfield back to, to support on defense last year. And, um, you know, Butler made his pay. So, um, that was frustrating. Uh, this year, though, Coach Cook's got a name to make for himself. All right? And those, they got a, uh, the, those young attackers are looking to make some things happen. Chris, I'm going to go, uh, you're going to call me crazy. Uh, Butler and Fairdale no, are going to tie no one way. to one. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I just, I don't see that happening. <laughs> Uh, no. It, one to one. I think it's going to be probably 
four nothing or five nothing. Butler, yeah. And again, let's not be being biased. Let's not Woo! hate on anybody. I don't want anybody calling me out or anything. It's just I, I don't see that. Well, no, I think. You just provided some bulletin board yeah, material. You're right. You're right. They're going to be heavy legs. They're going to have heavy legs. That's next. right. That's right. Those kids, but hey, that, that game, you know, I know we had the result we did last year. That game is always going to be a battle. It's always going to be close. Um, it's the same kids. I mean, these kids come from the same neighborhoods. I remember in 2015, I told my kids, don't let that Butler letter jacket scare you, make you think that they're better than you because they live in the same. I told my kids, like a lot of those kids live in the same neighborhoods that you do, you know, so don't don't let that. Stop, and it's the same. Yeah, is true today. Maybe right. So, like I said, they'll have a. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Totally. It's a lot of the same America's kids. A lot of them come from the same neighborhoods. For sure. Definitely. So they see this. So they see the same I might opportunities. Have to go out there for that one. I might be the game. I'll go watch. Uh, see what's going on and see how they're doing tickets over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I try not to take up voice vouchers and stuff. Yeah. For, families that can kind of watch you know i might stay at home i know you all have that live stream so i'll probably just stay at home and watch that on right the, right on uh yeah but the thing is though the camera quality so i think that would be a good those. Move. i'm not sure how fair it does it but i was watching one the other day and it's just terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> it's high school soccer so yeah, we all can't. Exactly. We all can't be. Uh, so, we all can't be world. KCB and E Town. You think? All right. I'm gonna go. I think that's a two-one KCD win. Very close until uh, it's gonna. It's gonna be tied for a large portion of the game. Uh, Where's it at? Is it in KC? I can't, well, better question. KCD or E Town? Where's it at? Uh, no, I'm not talking field conditions. Oh. I'll talk. I'll take into consideration yeah. refereeing. Well, Teams from Louisville struggle going down to E Town. Back, but it took us a while to get there, though. Uh, it's always it's been that way. At KCD, mm-hmm. eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Possibly to... October third. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Saturday. Saturday sounds like. <sighs> yeah, that sounds very. Yeah, I'm gonna go KCD two one. Everybody tends to play well on Saturday. Luckily, the fifth region favorite, them or Central Harden, but I had to go with KCD. Yeah, same score as you. Okay. Final one we got here. This one's going to be really, really yep. interesting. Yeah. Uh, collegiate at manual. This will be a battle. That? I think manual keeps rolling. I give him a two to one. Uh, I'll tell you what. No. Uh, manual. Uh, let's go two to one win. Okay, well, manual. I mean, I wouldn't count out Collegiate. They got. I think they uh, keep rolling. Hunter. I have to say his last name. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about Hunter. Uh, mm-hmm. Chalesky, I think it's his last name. Um, he's got like 18 goals in like the past five right. games or something. But um, no, Collegiate. They're, they're they're not a bad team this year. I know they lost, you know, Elijah and whatnot, but. I think, uh, I think they'll be ready for Manuel. Manuel will probably have be right. very tired from playing this insane schedule that they're playing. 
Um, I know Chad took the rest of this, the collegiate coach. He, he's just doing practice this week. He didn't have a game till Tuesday. So I think that's going to benefit them doing that. I'm going to say 1-1. Maybe hmm. collegiate pulls out a 2-1 win. So. All right. All right. All right. Well, sounds good. The big green. All right. Well, you got I'm anything else you want to add for? Oh, well, what do we cover next week? This week. <laughs> okay. All right. If you if if you happen to be a fan of '90s soccer movies, this is your show. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to. I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on it, Chris. I've only seen the movie about 1,500 times. So okay. uh, don't be surprised if I'm asking the majority of the questions. <laughs> So, or, or I tell you what, you know, you post, you post, uh, post some of your questions, um, All right. you know, what I thought about this or that, and I'll throw some at you as well. So, it was. all right, well, that's, that's uh, one of my favorites we've done. Let's go so ahead and call it. This was a fun show to do. Well. Um, episode 21, uh, we're rolling. Last week's show is at 25 plays. That's, that's a big number for us. And uh, I think this one's going to do the same. So, have a good one. All right. Good job tonight, Chris. See, Sapueda, man.